This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. This is not an easy moment to be running a theater company or working at one. Chicago's Looking Glass Theater was just the latest to announce their downsizing, and others, like Victory Gardens Theater, closed during the pandemic. Ticket sales just aren't bouncing back the way everybody expected, and it's forcing a lot of organizations to sort out their priorities. A lot, but not all. Some theaters are very much open and their seats are very much full. And a few of those in Chicago are owned, managed, and focused on Black folks. I checked in with two people who lead Black theater companies in the city about how they're not only surviving, but thriving. And these two happen to be homies. Yes, we are quite close. <laughs> Charlique is an astounding administrator, performer, teacher, actress. And uh, we work together on many levels in the industry. Mm. Yeah, I mean, first off, Jackie Taylor is like one of my greatest mentors. Um, so highly respect the way that she has paved for Black leaders and Black women specifically in the industry and particularly for me. And so that has been really just beautiful. Charlique Roll is the executive director of Congo Square Theater. She's also the president of the African-American Arts Alliance of Chicago. Charlique, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And Jackie Taylor is the founder and CEO of Black Ensemble Theater. Jackie, welcome to The Rundown. It's my pleasure. <laughs> um, Jackie, let's get right into the theaters. We're seeing a lot of theaters. They're still experiencing issues with bouncing back from the pandemic. Um, what is Black Ensemble Theater experiencing in that respect? We're doing fabulously. <laughs> That's good news. <laughs> uh, theaters historically have always struggled, period. And not-for-profit theaters, that's a whole another genre uh, that struggles. Mm. But it's my belief, and it's always been my belief, that uh, not-for-profit does not mean not making money. Mm. Not-for-profit means that you put the money back into the theater. And it's always been my belief that you have to create earned revenue resources that outweigh your expenses so that you can continue to grow. And that's how I've always ran the Black Ensemble Theater. So um, we survived the pandemic. We were blessed enough to receive a huge gift from uh, Mackenzie Scott. And um, we are now embarking on a... 50 to 70 million dollar uh, neighborhood development where the focus of that is to ensure that the Black Ensemble Theater survives beyond Jackie Taylor. We're building a um, earned revenue streams that go outside of uh, the theater building, which will help us to 
uh, push forward our mission of eradicating racism. Mm. We're building a, a media film technology center, an education performing arts center, a restaurant, a literary cafe, and affordable housing for artists. Uh, those revenue streams are going to feed back into the Black Ensemble Theater and uh, help it to meet the challenges that are inherited in running a theater company, bring in enough revenue to ensure that it sustains itself. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, self-sustaining arts community. (laughs) That sounds really beautiful. Um, Black Ensemble Theater has been around for over 40 years. What are some of the pivotal moments you can point to in those four decades as far as how changes in the theater landscape have affected your theater? Changes in the landscape has affected our theater. Black Ensemble Theater affects change. You like, it's the other way around, actually. (laughs) Right. Uh, We always have and we always will. We stay ahead of the curve. Mm. When we first started, I was under a lot of pressure to change our name, to change our mission, so forth and so on, uh, because we started, we're 47, we're almost 50 years old now. Um, it's amazing how much time has gone by, and there have been changes, however, uh, how much has stayed the same. Mm. When I started the Black Ensemble Theater, I did not believe in subscription. Say more. What um for the folks who don't know, what do you, how does subscription live in the theater space? Um, subscription is when a theater sells their whole season. I see four or five performances at one time, and uh, it was the belief of many that subscriptions was the foundation of a theater, mm-hmm. and I never agreed with that, and I never went with that, and today. Uh, Black Ensemble Theater has proven them wrong. That whole foundation of building your theater uh, is crumbling. Mm. It's, 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 uh, for me, it was always individual ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you have a loyal, you have to build a loyal following. Mm-hmm. Um, how has it changed in terms of theater? Uh, uh, the vocabulary really has been changed mm-hmm. in terms of colorblind casting uh, <laughs> instead of inclusivity or mm. uh, 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 um, equity, diversity, those those are fairly new yes. uh, terms. And the white theater community producing Black shows, which I think is very good. But I, I think what we have to do as a people is to understand that We've been conditioned to think that if it's white, it's better. Mm-hmm. We as a people have a long way to go to understand that we are just as wonderful, if not in many circumstances, a whole lot stronger in our culture. In, uh, you can call your theater, your community theater, a home. That's your base. That's your foundation. As I tell all my actors and designers and musicians, you can always come home. Wow. I'll fly the world and then <laughs> ready, come on back. Yeah. Go get those drops of Jupiter and then come on back when you're ready. 
Um, wow, that's it's giving me goosebumps. Um, thank you so much. That's really beautiful. Um, Charlique, I want to get into the longevity conversation with you as well. Um, it's been 25 years. Um, you're celebrating your 25th anniversary season this fall. Um, not as long as 47 years, um, but, you know, a lot of theaters don't get past the 10-year mark. Um, and so I wanted to see if you could talk about, um, you know, don't give us the whole recipe, but what are some of the parts of the secret sauce to that longevity, would you say? Yeah, you know, I don't think that there's necessarily a secret sauce. Okay. I think that, like Jackie shared, a lot of it comes from just being malleable. Um, and I think the another part of it that really is a key of longevity is something that is less about a secret sauce of organization, more about culturally as Black people, we have been conditioned to be resilient and to press forth. And so I think a lot of what we're seeing right now is a result of just our inherent resilient nature and less of like, we did something special to maintain um, because that's just how we move. Like we, we do the most with the little that we have. And that is not to negate that others don't work hard as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I think just societally, we know as Black people, we've had to fight for ourselves and to advocate in a different way. And so I think that is a lot of what it is. You have a lot of resilient people, resilient community who wants to keep things moving, and then also being able to adapt over time. So it, it's either our work has to shift to make sure that we're meeting our mission or our mission has to shift because we're now in a new space and we have a different vision for what that looks like. Mm. Um, so I think that has been a part of it is that our ensemble, our board has always been really adaptable to where are we and how do we move from here? We've been, Charlique, we've been seeing a push for more racial and ethnic inclusion on stage um, at the more predominantly white theaters, which is great. Representation matters. Um, but as the head of a theater that works with majority black folks on and off stage, how are you thinking about this? Uh, yeah. So thinking about just how we exist and how we do our work in order to break down some of the things, the barriers and the racism that exists within the industry and within society in general, there has to be a very clear understanding of what it means to be a hub and a home for artists of color in order for them to feel safe. We, we appreciate being able, having the representation and telling the stories on stage. Mm -hmm. But what that doesn't mean is that um, a PWI stage is necessarily always a safe place. And how can we make sure that there are opportunities where culturally specific institutions are still able to thrive? Yes not at the expense of telling our story on a different stage. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it comes at the detriment of, are we losing funding? Are we not getting this? Because then now we're um, attaching DEI efforts and DEI funding into a place that's not actually the culturally specific mm. home where artists can actually be developed yes. and feel themselves represented, not just in the story, but in the actual community and ethos of an organization. Yeah. Thank you for breaking that down. When when we say the words representation matters, it's not simple, <laughs> right? It, it can become very complex. Um, Jackie, I want to get a little bit more 
into um, Black Ensemble Theater. I see here that your mission with that work is to eradicate racism. Can you just tell me how is the content, how are you thinking about storytelling within that? That's a good question. It's about so many things outside of storytelling. Mm, Okay. That's a, a, a great part of it. It's about the whole aspect and culture of the organization itself. Racism is a sickness. It's a great sickness in our society. The reason why we are resilient is that our our foundation is built on the strength of our ancestors and what they went through and how the dehumanization of who they were uh, has carried over into the aspect of our culture today. There's a lot that we need to understand and learn And Black Ensemble Theater encompasses that learning process in everything that we do, including the telling of our stories. Mm. Charlie, I want to talk about the African-American Arts Alliance of Chicago. Um, You're also the president of that. How are Black-led arts organizations working together right now? Yeah, so there are a lot of opportunities, I think, Again, one of the things that uh, Black communities, Black organizations, Black people recognize is the value and importance of community and collective power. And so what the Alliance does and what our desire is, is to be a hub to really help elevate Black excellence in our community to support and provide resources bringing all of this together, having resources, workshops, panel discussions. What that does is really just brings it highlights the sense of longing that we have when we as artists and organizations have Mm. been in isolation and often are actually pitted against each other. Um, You know, historically, Jackie will tell you, you know, back in the 70s, there were over 30, even just in the theater side, over 30 theater companies, Black theater companies. And today we have probably less than 10 in Chicago. Um, And so what it looks like for us to, you know, come together, because again, what society does is pits us against each other. Mm -hmm. So we're all, you know, going for funding, going for grants. And they say, well, why should I fund this black theater when I'm already funding this one? But that's not a question for any other theaters that are being, you know, supported. And so what we're finding is what does it look like for us to really build collective power so that we all win. There's space for all of us and there's no reason that we, why we can't all thrive together. Charlique Roll is the executive director at Congo Square Theater. Thank you. Thank you. Jackie Taylor is the founder and CEO of Black Ensemble Theater. Jackie, thank you so much for being on The Rundown. My pleasure. You can learn more about these theaters and their upcoming seasons at blackensembletheater.org and congosquaretheater.org. And if you're looking to support more Black art outside of these two theater companies, Jackie and Charlique recommended a bunch of other organizations, including 
the ETA Creative Arts Foundation, Red Clay Dance Company, Definition Dance Academy, and many more. You can also check out the African American Arts Alliance of Chicago at aaaachicago.org. That's four A's. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Cleef for editing the show. Sarah also engineered this episode. Our theme music is by Louis Weeks. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR Network. And we'd love to hear from you. Email us with your thoughts, questions, suggestions, what you want to hear. The email address is therundownpod at wbez.org. I'm Erin Allen. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday.